This podcast sponsored by Prime Super, a leading industry super fund specialising in the health and aged care sector. Go to primesuper.com.au to see what we can do for you. Nursing Review recently spoke with an academic, Pamela van der Riet, on the theory and ideas behind mindfulness training for nurses and other healthcare professionals. Joining me now is Professor Desley Hegney from Central Queensland University, and she's been involved in evidence-based research and programs that employ some of these ideas in Perth and now in Queensland. Desley, thanks for talking with Nursing Review. My pleasure. So tell us about your work at CQU. Um, well, I've been at CQU for just over two years. I head up a, the International Consortium of, of Occupational Resilience. You know, there's always been a, a concern in particular about workforce shortages in the longer term, um, certainly health workforce um, predicting some fairly large shortages of nurses in 2025. Um, and there's always... But there's always been a bit of attrition... Uh, particularly in the first five years that people start in the nursing profession. And I had done quite a lot of nursing workforce research prior to coming into this area. And so one of the things we looked at at Charlie's, we decided that, well, that's what they call Charles Garden Hospital in Perth. What we looked at, it, wanted to look at at Charlie's were, you know, what, what was the wellbeing resilience like of the nursing workforce? So Charlie's is a magnet hospital, and as a magnet hospital, they have a particular focus on the well-being um, of nursing workforce, and they ha- also have a huge focus on nursing research. So we decided to survey the staff who worked in what we could, would consider high-risk areas, such as the emergency department, intensive care, um, people who worked in a medical surgical ward where there was a very high level of older people with um, high levels of dementia. And we came up with about 25% had compassion fatigue. Now, compassion fatigue is a concept that's made up of two sub-concepts. One is secondary traumatic stress or vicarious stress. So that's like having post-traumatic stress, but the stress comes from vicarious stress, so caring for people who are traumatised. That traumatises you, so you're not actually being traumatised yourself primarily, it's a secondary trauma, traumatisation. And the other component of that is burnout. So what we found when we surveyed that group, surveyed the nurses at the hospital, were about 25% of them had um, some level, some abnormal level of um, compassion um, fatigue. And about 25% of them on the other side, being positive, also had compassion satisfaction. And what we found is the people who had compassion and satisfaction, which is a good thing, you know, that you get when you look after people, were more likely to be nurses who'd been in the workforce longer. And the ones that were more at risk were the ones who'd been in the workforce for less period of time and also had less postgraduate qualifications. So there was a component of being prepared for the work that you're doing to a certain extent. So we then decided to look at all the nurses in the hospital and we did, and there was no difference. So it didn't matter where you worked in the hospital, you know, the percentages of nurses um, were the same, about 25%. Um, we worked in collaboration with Dr. Mark Craigie, who had, who's a psychologist and who had at that stage not long started um, working with us, and he was, had his own private practice, but he also worked at one of the psych hospitals in Perth. So... Uh, we sat down with the nurses and Mark and we, and we designed a 
a program which we call the Mindfulness Self-Care Resilience Program. And we ran that um, initially with the senior members of staff. We then um, put them into a weightless control trial, which is a, a much better... We couldn't do a randomised control trial ethically because we had already had evidence that the program was effective. And so we did a weightless control trial and, um, and we also followed them up for six months. And we found that the program was effective. Uh, in actually reducing levels of secondary traumatic stress, burnout, etc., and keeping them down, which was important. Um, the important thing about the program too is it's not just a one-off program. They don't just do a day and then say, well, I've been to that, tick the box. Uh, they actually do three follow-up sessions. And those follow-up sessions actually build on the knowledge they have on the day workshop, but it also gives them the opportunity to embed it into practice. Um, and I did the interviews with the first group that went through and they, and we actually suggested at one stage that it would be less time consuming to cut it down to just the full day and not have the follow-ups. But the people in the program said the follow-ups were extremely important for that reason. And it's still running. So um, it's embedded as part of the normal continuing professional education that's offered to their nursing workforce. And so now that's informed your work going forward. I believe um, you're working on a self-care program for kind of a broader, broader than mindfulness, but um, in general, self-care. Tell, tell me a bit about that. The program, we're about to run the program out again, um, a, a more improved, a better version program um, with the academics at Central Queensland University. The university has got a platform of wellbeing for their staff. And they said, well, we have got an evidence-based program that's been published in peer-reviewed journals such as Mindfulness, and uh, we know it's effective. And so they believe that um, it would be very useful to see how the program worked in a different cohort. And so we're about to run that off in about two weeks' time. We're enrolling academic and professional staff of the university into the program at the moment. Also involved in the program is psychologist Dr. Mark Craigie. He told me more about the program and what we all can do to relax. Mindful self-care and resiliency is a is a, a adult education type program for uh, learning skills to prevent burnout and compassion fatigue in sort of health professionals. So it, it can apply. It was originally designed for nurses, but it it'll probably be fairly effective for people like occupational therapists, social workers, psychologists, those type of people, and maybe even doctors as well, um, who are working in these sort of people professions where they're encountering uh, sort of suffering of their patients or their clients. You know, there's even the potential for it to be useful for lawyers. We've never tested that right. because they're listening to people. So anyone who works in a very stressful work environment, like in hospitals and stuff like that, mm -hmm. where they're experiencing people who have... Um, in a lot of stress obviously the patients or clients yeah. uh, and they're struggling with you know coping with it could be useful mm -hmm. um, so we've done a number of studies mainly with nurses at uh, Sir Charles Gardner Hospital and that's been published so we've done a what we call a, a, just a general pilot study and then we did a, a controlled trial and we've had significant reductions observed out and a few other stress related um, symptoms mm -hmm. 
and that's been maintained over the longer term. So it is a what we call an evidence-based program. Now, the program itself consists of the standard program, but now I can modify it depending on the audience, of a one-day workshop and then three follow-up seminars, what we call one-and-a-half-hour seminars, practice seminars that occur three weeks, each week after the, after the program, after the workshop for th over three weeks, so one per week over, the, over three weeks. And that those follow-up seminars are to sort of practice a bit of mindfulness and build your skills and consolidate your skills. So the workshop you learn, the one-day workshop, you learn the main skills. And then we say, go away for each for a week and have a practice on your own and then come back and we review how you're going and then just teach you a little bit more and a little bit more and help you consolidate those resiliency skills. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a, a prevention program than it is a sort of what we call a reduction program. But even so, people who are coming into the program, quite often they're coming because they're experiencing some sort of work stress mm -hmm. or burnout or compassion fatigue. Um, so um, it's based, the original ideas were based on a guy in America called Eric Gentry. He was a collaborator right at the start and he helped, uh, he developed a lot of these skills and then he sort of gave me permission to integrate the, the, those skills into a mindfulness type of based approach. So you do learn a little bit of meditation all the way through. Um, you don't have to meditate to do the program if you don't want to. But we sort of teach sort of sort of simple, basic sort of meditation skills as well as a way of consolidating your mindfulness practice. Mm -hmm. So the, the nurse walks in to the first day with you. What is the what is the day? What does that first day look like? OK, so let's let's look at the actual one day workshop. So um, usually there's about 15 to 25 people in the workshop. So we start off just standard workshop, six and a half hour day sort of thing. So there's one and a half hour sessions for one and a half hour sessions. We have you know breaks along the way. And we introduce the idea of how work affects us in terms of the negative impacts of work on our sort of physical and emotional well-being, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and sort of we look at the symptoms. So that's what I call the awareness part. We've got to learn about the symptoms and signs of stress and how we can prevent those, those stresses from exacerbating or getting worse. So we're always going to experience a little bit of stress if you're working in a stressful environment like a hospital, for example. You can't eliminate that. But it's learning how to understand what triggers off your stress, how it gets prolonged, and how you can reduce the worst aspects of that stress type of thing, or the anxiety or the negative moods type of thing, irritability or fatigue, for example. So then once we've done the awareness part, this is sort of how we do it, then we look at some of the resiliency skills. And the first, one of the first resiliency skills is mindfulness. So we do about a one and a half hour session on learning what mindfulness is and how you can develop a very simple little practice. Uh, and it's very practical. So it's sort of these aren't sort of you don't have to go home and meditate for two hours each day. You can learn some very quick mindfulness type of what we call self-regulation skills. Then after we come back from lunch, we look in more detail at the range of resiliency skills. So one's called self-regulation, one's called intentionality, one's called how you change your perceptions around work, because quite often what makes us stressed is the way we think about work and what, how we should be doing at work. So we look at those perceptions and how to develop what we call more wholesome or effective ways of thinking about work that minimise your stress. Then we look at, um, for example, uh, so that was the first three, and then there's like social support and the social side of building connections. So we're social animals, so we need to have good inter, uh, sort of support, social support networks that help us uh, recover from stress. 
And then the final aspect is of the resiliency skill is how you care for yourself. So how do you recover after a hard day's work and maintain that level of recovery? So the, the analogy I use is, is the mobile phone analogy. Um, you know, you use your mobile phone all day, but of course, the more you use it, the more the battery discharges. So you've got to find ways, you've got to come home and then learn how to recharge your emotional, physical and emotional batteries. So you're running on a full charge the following day. It's quite often what happens when people burn out is they keep, the charge keeps depleting, 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 and it's not recharging, recharging, recharging. And that leads to a very long-term sort of fatigue and when you're fatigued at work, you don't think as well about work. You're sort of more grumpy, more irritable, and work becomes you know, an unpleasant place to be type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how we sort of burn out. Our sort of emotion, physical, emotional, and sort of psychological resources discharge or deplete. Yeah. And how do we learn to um, recharge those resources? How long have you been running this now out of the, the hospital? Um, since 2014, I think we started the first trial in 2014 at Charles Garden Hospital, mm-hmm. um, and I've been running it since then. So it's we're in about our fifth year. Mm-hmm. And so, you're, do you constantly see the same the same people? So, if a nurse started in 2014, she would still be coming back to you, or is it no, more no, about? No. Uh, so the way Ch- so Charles Garden Hospital does it, they we initially ran like three workshops each year. Now we only run probably two workshops each year, and it's just different nurses every time. There's nothing wrong with some nurses. Maybe it's up to the the hospital and their nursing administration to decide whether someone can repeat it. You mean there's no reason you couldn't repeat it. Everybody gets a little bit of a workbook so they can review it themselves, what we did. And um, we encourage people to download a phone app which has some mindfulness practices on it. It's a very cheap phone app, but it's a really good one. But there's also free free resources on the internet as well if you want to use them off the internet. Um, Obviously, ideally, you'd like little booster sessions each year, but obviously hospitals have only got a limited budget, so they can only allow their nurses to get off at certain times to do their what's called professional development Mm -hmm. um, activities. If you kind of, I know, you know, to condense kind of all of your work into a a small soundbite might be difficult, but if you were to say kind of maybe a couple, like two or three or like tips that any nurse can read, reading this eventually will be able to kind of just take on board for, you know, those hospitals that don't run mindfulness what would be a tip to help them maybe kind of reduce stress or kind of cope with work a little bit better okay so the first thing i would say is you need to be aware of how you get stressed now now that's easier said than done but um if you're feeling tired or fatigued regularly after work then that's possibly a warning sign so that's the first thing be aware um the second thing is to have a plan how to let go of work so there may be different ways and i mean obviously a healthy plan (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, and so you might say as i knock off each shift or whatever uh, i'm going home now this is my time off for recovery and recharging my batteries so what am i going to do when i get home that's going to be nourishing and nurturing that helps lift me up makes me feel more relaxed and have a plan in your diary of what you're going to do so i'm going to get home and i'll go for a walk that could, could be as simple as that so it's looking at just all the little, and obviously so more social, the, the better, because we quite often, social interactions are very complex, but they're also if, with the right people, people who you like and respect and who are supportive, they help you to de-stress. That's why social support is so important. We call them the support, your support buddies, because your support buddy will help you get out of your head. And for everybody, it might be a different approach. So some people, it's 
thing as a nice self-care. I'm going to read half an hour of my favourite book that I'm reading. Or some people, it's more physical activity. It's good to have a mix of things, right? And so you're not... The problem with burnout especially is you could be obsessing about work and you don't realise you're doing it. And if you're not doing anything to sort of step out of that obsessional thinking about work, it's actually draining you and that's how you can become sort of burnt out type of thing. Mm. 